This is the Start Today podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Nate, filling in for Mike. And today we are speaking on technology and its impact on our daily lives. Okay, it has been a while since we put out an episode. I think it's been like a month, and it's good to be back. I, w- I had surgery. Um, everything's fine, thank goodness. You know, I wasn't able to talk for a while because my nose was plugged up. I had plastic surgery on my nose, so now it looks like Michael Jackson's. You look pretty nice. Thank you. Yeah, it's good. Does it look model? Yeah, very nice. I, I didn't know like, like that you were so vain that you had to get a nose job, but oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> never underestimate <laughs> your vanity. The 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 power of of, of vanity for sure. <laughs> Don't do it. Uh, Mike had a a little baby. Mike still has a little baby. Yes, We've got two now, but yeah, two two children, but yeah, a new two, baby, two yeah. little ones. Yeah, and so, anyways, things have been busy, but. You know, to keep on moving and to keep things rolling, I invited my good friend Nathan to come on to the show. And something that he brought up that I think is interesting is technology and how it affects our daily lives. Because especially, I don't know, I just think of things like the major things like Industrial Revolution stuff. Technology was supposed to make our lives easier better and i don't know i would just assume less working hours but what it seems to have done was bombard our lives with all the positives that it has i don't know it it feels like it's actually overwhelming and it's creating maybe some addiction it's creating higher instead of work days getting easier it's put more of a demand like what do you what do you think like when when you think of technology what 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 are your thoughts on how this is going yeah that's uh, it's a very it's a broad topic but it's also very has lots of different dimensions and the the ones it's becoming more something we're more conscious of because the high tech uh digital um you know like smartphones computers internet um you know space travel like all all of this stuff that's uh, that we think of as, um, you know, technology. When we think technology, those are the sorts of things that we think about, yeah. and how 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 much all of that like saturates our daily life now. And so it's right in front of our eyes. And so we're very conscientious or conscious of the fact that we're using technology, and it's changing the way that we interact with each other and with the world. So the most obvious is kind of like social media, right? Like that's one of right. the most primary ways because um, a, a lot of our friendships even are mediated through through this digital space and and that's where we interact primarily or most often with a lot of people sometimes depending on how how much we're on it and stuff and yeah and that obviously not only changes the way that we are in the world day to day but also like like if you have a friend who's somewhere down the street and you like haven't seen him in forever but you still feel like you see him right because you see him online or see what he posts or something so there's no you feel like there's less need to interact to call someone on the phone to go see them yeah to, yeah to interact. so so that's totally reshaping our our social world and also changing the sorts of friends that we can even find in the first place and 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 
Um, and on social media, you're more likely to see, of course, everyone's uh, opinions and ideas. So then if you're like, okay, I don't like this person's opinion idea, you start drifting away from them. And then you start building right. new new connections through through technology. So I think social media, like for currently, technology's impact is one of the biggest things that's kind of reshaping the way that humans are um, and, and the way that they interact with each other and the world around them. So um, yeah. that's that's kind of like... But technology itself is kind of more interesting than just that because if you, like, like I said, we think of it mostly in terms of this like digital. Uh, because reality. that's how we operate. Sure. We we aren't astronauts sure. for the most part, right? Right, right. I mean, I know doctors and lawyers. I literally have no one that's even thought of going to space. Sure, sure, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, 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 exactly. No, there's like, and that yeah, that's one reason is because there's a, this other aspect of what technology does that doesn't really we feel like doesn't touch our 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 lives in a kind of like immediate way in the same way. But also like there's a historical vantage point to understand technology and what it does to the human mind and to human sociality and to human language, for example, like like um, prior to the invention of uh, well f spoken language, but especially prior to the invention of written alphabets, for example, yeah. The way that uh, humans were in the world like was they had tools of course but but um and technologies but that's like one of the most um uh, the alphabet and alphabets in general written language is one of the, the largest uh technological changes in the way that humans were For, they went from being completely oral essentially uh like a, a dominate d dominated dominated oral culture where everything was spoken and heard right to uh to a culture where once um the written word became very um uh, normalized and standardized everywhere then it, they became it became a very literate and literary culture even when the whole culture wasn't literate it's still like infused and shaped the way yeah. that knowledge was understood the way that um the way that traditions were handed down all of that stuff became written whereas before it never was so that th when you go back far enough you start to see technology has been shaping us and and the way that we are in fundamental ways and usually we're not really conscientious of the way that it's doing it to us and and it and it did it back then it did it you know up through like you were saying the industrial level revolution you know into the electronic age and now into the internet age and it keeps doing it and yeah yeah, yeah. do you think do you see it as more uh, a unifying factor or divisive mm. it, in the present day well it's really i could uh, even if you take it all the way back sure because i don't believe no matter what people try and do socially i do not believe you could ever get out of um hierarchies sure i think it's impossible mm -hmm. they you don't even need to set anything up all you got to do is put five people in a room together and it will not take long before you realize what is happening right. within even that little society, right? Sure. So are you saying that is technology, does it make that worse or make it better? Or yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, just imagine the first person who understood how to read. Right. Or maybe not the first person, but the first people's. Sure. The insane advantage they had. Sure. Well, the, and, instantly. And right? actually, I mean, or uh, what, you know. Yeah. Pl Plato actually, I'm pretty sure, talks about this how the. Um, the the spread of literacy to the populace essentially would be kind of like catastrophic he saw it as and and destructive to to the social order and the way that it was yeah. like like the learned like you know his, his vision of like a society run by like philosopher kings and stuff it, it, that would be and and what you're talking about a social hierarchy with with the aristocratic like top and then and then you know like and then 
lower social orders from there, yeah. um, that would be very much disrupted by the spread of literacy, which is itself a technology. And so, and so, yeah, once you start seeing, and, and he actually, and we, a lot of people today who are like, uh, supposedly sophisticated, look back and say, Oh yeah, see how wrong he was. Everything turned out fine. It's like, no, <laughs> no, it didn't. no, it didn't. Like that's like naive to, to understand the disruption that literacy call caused to the human world, which was very, very great. Of course, it's not to say that it's all bad, of course. I mean, there's there's great um, benefits to it, but it's also to, for for all the people who say, you know, if it was back then with that technology, or if it's now with the internet, and say, oh, look what the internet is doing to our minds. Look at the way it's doing to it's making us unable to like um, our attention is getting shot. We're getting that's what uh, I feel. Yeah, we're having these personally. We have like, these like dopamine essentially creating devices in our pocket that can just like give us the hits that we need all the time. Yeah. For and, and and it's addicting us, and so that that's all changing us very much in a very catastrophic way. No matter what uh, upsides come with you know the whole yeah. the whole suite of technologies that are obviously also used to create medicines to extend life or or you know or or medical technologies at least that help uh you know like uh extend our lives and and um and do things that are probably good you know what i mean but right but i think most people are far too optimistic about the impact that they have and not aware at all of the way that it has downsides and also the way that it um is affecting literally everything so yeah yeah, yeah. what how would you how would you classify the downsides mm -hmm. is it worth do you think they're i guess what i mean is is there going to be a point to where just maybe it would go back to the philosophers like leading mm -hmm. and maybe it still is happening? I don't know. I don't understand how technology comes about. Right. I don't know how these companies hire certain people to do certain things. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're thinking philosophical. Mm -hmm. It seems like they're thinking more about marketing or maybe sure. there's a philosophy of marketing, I'm mm -hmm. sure. But is there going to come a time when we need to stop mm -hmm. on our own? Regardless of what the companies want, the shareholders, like mm -hmm. an individual needs to say, I'm putting this thing down mm -hmm. and I'm just not living my life by it anymore. Sure. And I understand that there's, I don't know, when did I get my first cell phone? Uh, maybe 2000, mm -hmm. 2000. I mean, I, I don't know exactly. Right. But there's a whole generation of people who, people like our age, we're the halfway, mm -hmm. right? Like we didn't have technology and then we did. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. So I think we have an ability to kind of see both ends, even though we're getting further and further removed mm -hmm. from the first part. Right. But are we going to have to come to a point to where it's like, we have to stop this because mm -hmm. this is getting too crazy. Right. Well, and the real danger is, I, I think for, for our personal lives, yes, that's, I, I feel like that's certainly true. Like, especially on a spiritual level that, that, uh, like that you can't, basically live this very non-human form of of interaction and and basically non-human way of relating with the world and and still be fundamentally human right it, it degrades you it changes the way that you yeah. are and it, it and the, the more that you your life is determined and and basically um governed by machines the more you your you yourself become a machine this is like an old like philosophical dictum actually and and it makes a lot of sense and so um which is why uh there's the kind of like uh i think healthy uh skepticism about technology and and how integrated it should be with our lives and and maintaining a very 
uh, a closeness with, of course, other humans, but also like the earth and 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 natural ways of living and mm-hmm. being, because that is fundamentally what, uh, wh- whether you see it as God or evolution, either way, what what we have been constructed to be is humans, not these like not, not these people whose lives are continuously being uprooted and destroyed and recreated by progressive new technologies, um, and that's really creating a world that's built for. And and on behalf of m- more and greater technology, with humans as more of a side note, or or like uh, not really the main concern anymore. It's like, what can we do? How far can yeah. we push this? And and in the wake, we're we're all grind up and chopped up, and and it's uh and it's it's going to be uh, catastrophic one way or another. And and to go back to your question about like, can we just move away from it? I mean, it's hard, obviously. Like like I said, on individual levels, to whatever extent you can, probably yes. But then on another level. Yeah, it's it's like okay, but the whole society moves a certain way, and and you as an individual can't stop it. Obviously, right? Like right. it's just doing what it's doing. So you're kind of just you're responsible for yourself. Right. Right. Yeah. Of course. And your own forward movement, whatever sure. that looks like. Sure. Yeah. But you know, and I catch myself, and I don't know if we talked about this on the consumerism episode, mm-hmm. um, but one of the questions I I was thinking about was consuming likes hearts comments Mm -hmm, right it's actually affecting uh like at times like my psychological well-being sure like oh it's been a while like for example i've been in you know i mean i'm not i didn't have cancer or anything but i I just have this i was just sitting in bed for like 10 days sure and i was just excited just to go to be able to get up out of bed and go to target mm-hmm, right. get some water right and you know some things to make sandwiches with or something like whatever i just needed it that bad mm-hmm. but i would also post on instagram and and it's just like oh it's been like 10 minutes how come there's not like five thousand likes already you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean and and, no, it's and, true. It, and it's like a real dwelling like sure, yeah our it's like no people have lives right right yeah, and maybe course. they're smarter than you because they're not paying attention to their cell phone right away, right. and checking up on you, you psycho <laughs> ego guy. Like, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's totally true, and 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 that's the thing that like that's something that's like you you yourself became conscientious of, and and were like okay, became aware of what was happening. But then there's all the ways where it that awareness is it's not even conscious. You don't realize you're doing it, but like um, you're just waiting like there's there's even some um you know something inside you where you're waiting for the buzz from your phone and then like you don't get it you know like a notification or something right right and then you're like okay what's wrong and you start it's getting, like a pavlovian thing yeah right? it is like, yeah and you start getting, trained yeah exactly and you start getting like a feeling of dis-ease inside of yourself and and most people will never notice that this is actually what's happening because we're not conscientious enough of our inner states and watchful enough right uh, spiritually or psychologically to understand what's going on within ourselves but that is and 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 it's something that that um, the new technologies are created that didn't exist even with something like television, which obviously had its own drawbacks, which you could sit and veg in front of it. And like, and it kind of like made you turn your brain off and you just absorb passively all of this information that, or, you know, or images right. or whatever that's coming. And so that's like what even television is, is, you know, part of the digital age, but that's actually its effects are not even close to the same as, as what we're talking about with, with uh, social media, internet you know or just everything that's kind of um exploding from that so yeah yeah i think of the conveniences Mm -hmm. like you know there's a there's a thing that it 
I think if you're very responsible, I, th- I think it's similar to something like credit, um, owning a car. Like there are these responsibilities that it could be a tremendous value to your life, mm-hmm. like huge, hugely. Sure. But then if you if credit gets into the hands of someone, you know, and I, I've talked about this on the podcast before where everything I know about finances, which is very limited, I've learned from essentially getting beaten down making bad decisions, Mm -hmm. recuperating, figuring out strategies to get myself out of a hole, basically. Like all trial and error, no foundation. And I think that the technology is the same way. Mm -hmm. Like, here's this phone, 12-year-old. Sure. Here you go. Right, right. (laughs) No foundation. Right. No explanation of the responsibilities of its use. Right. Um, Same with cars. Cars, well, not same with cars, Mm -hmm. but... Cars are one of the ones that are a little more obvious of mm-hmm. how well sure. you're doing with the technology. Right. Did you get arrested? Is it beat up? Sure. Did the brakes go out like right. immediately because you're riding it to? Right. There are certain tangible ways, but with the, the technologies that are coming out for personal, mm-hmm. I think it's meant to thrive on your inner, like almost like inner demons. Yes, absolutely. To ex- To exaggerate them and bring them out of the cage. Yep. And just re- release them onto the world, right? It, well, yeah, they, it very much is. I think acts as um, an amplifier on our own kind of f- uh, natural, or I would really say fallen desires to you know uh, f- that are self directed and for our own self glorification, right? Like that we um, we we just we have we're egotistic, we're we're driven being embodied creatures who are within the world, like the things that we're thinking about are, you know, how can I gratify this next need that I have, this next, you know, whatever idea comes into my head, how do I make myself, like, feel pleasure and, 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 you know, basically go towards that thing and and obtain whatever it is that I desire. And and it's like these machines are created to, first of all, create us our artificial desires, like for, like you were talking about, likes and hearts and retweets and stuff like that. And then, and then, but then, use that same operating mechanism that's that's within us that's part of how we're designed as humans to turn that uh, towards itself and so it, it's part of and it takes over the side of us that is just trying to search for our own gratification and gives us a new means to do it and gives us an artificial way to start gratifying these new artificial desires but, yeah and 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 when we get the same dopamine hit from it as we would have in a more natural way where you sought something out and, and were gratified because you you were able to attain something through effort or something right but now it's like it's artificially there and you get that same hit even though you haven't done anything for it you know and so right 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 Right. and this kind of reminds me just kind of and you can reel me back in if you think i'm going on a tangent but if you um watch the movie a river runs through it Mm. It's a good movie, right? I like that movie. It's a That's good book too. Mer- I, wait, no, no, no. I'm thinking of the wrong movie. Which, which uh, who's a, in? A River Runs Through It was early Brad Pitt. Oh, okay. I I don't think I ever saw that actually. It's rad. Okay. Right. It it's like I'm trying to remember the exact era. I want to say um, World World One World War One ish. Okay. But they're in Montana, mm-hmm. and they're in like a small town, and mm-hmm. the dad's a preacher, and he teaches them how to fly fish. And he's right. also their teacher. So the preacher is the teacher. He's the town, you know, church guy. There's like one church in this small town. Right. But there's a scene where uh, Brad Pitt's brother, who is actually the, the the writer of the book and the narrator, mm-hmm. 
for the for the movie. Okay. Not the real person, but the sure, character sure. of yeah, the brother yeah, got it. is um, the narrator, and he himself meets his wife at a Fourth of July dance that the town was putting on, mm-hmm. and then the hoops he had to jump through to get—I mean, he had to deal with the family. He had to take the stupid idiot brother from California fishing, like the sis- the girl's brother. He had to deal with the fact that he would get made fun of you know, kind of like covertly because his dad was like a Presbyterian and the girl was like a Methodist or something. You know what I mean? Like those small kind of skirmishes. Right. But he had the example I'm trying to get at or the point I'm trying to get at is that he had to do all this work just to get her attention. Sure. Like he met her at a dance. He didn't. Now we just literally go on Tinder and we look at someone. No, no. No. Uh, yeah. Swipe no. left. Swipe left. Yeah. Okay. She's cool. Yeah. Swipe right. Yeah. Yeah. The right. Like. Yeah, yeah. Even our emotional, the the connections we're supposed to make gradually. Right. For a deep emotional connection. Yeah, they've been reduced to like a second. Yeah. To a serious second, yeah. and it's going on both ways. It's not just men; it's women too. It's sure. like, no, men are disposable too. Oh, of course. Yeah. Especially because I'm a woman. Right. Yeah. You could be mediocre as a woman. And still, get oh yeah, insane that's, intention. That's the way that the that's the way that the uh, kind of um, unequal desire, uh, se- sexual drive, essentially, like because it's so high with men, um, right? That, that yeah, you can yeah. For women, it's very easy uh, to at least attract someone. So yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, at, especially younger women. But yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And I and then I just think of the that's a hundred year difference, right? From now, from 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 then to now. Right. is a hundred years, but there's probably been more technological advances in that hundred years than literally the whole world had seen up to that point. And I mean, it's, I'm not blaming technology. Cause I think these, I think the high divorce rates were around before smartphones and sure. all this, but I think people are becoming disposable yeah. on a level that I I cannot imagine was around before. Right. Well, I think it's just amplifying. I think it's al- it was already having the effects that you're talking about technology. It, it just it wasn't uh, the same sorts of technology. So it was uh, machine manufacturing. It was the uh, printing press, especially printing press had a huge effect on society and a lot, especially on the, the industrial side. So, so the, um, you know, factory work and, and, the ma- and machine manufacturing, all of that stuff was very much um, already starting in the process of uh, capital driving what you know, like how humans were to be, and 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 what what they were used for by you know other people, and and basically reducing them to atomized individuals and treating them as serv- servants of of uh, the technology and its products rather than the you know like the the end themselves, right? Like where the the point should be. Um, making humans able to live and and thrive as humans, right? And right. and and it, it, already back then, it's it's already starting to shift in this direction where where it's uh, it's definitely changing the way that 
that or, or changing essentially the hierarchy of, of of what is supposed to be valued and and what is dominant and what is subordinate so it's it's not men using tools it's tools starting to use men basically and that really that's all i mean there's always like par- partially going on in human history but especially takes off around the industrial revolution and and slightly before that um and and um starts changing changing men fundamentally i think yeah yeah so if you if you don't mind, how would to get a little theological on it, mm-hmm. or even philosophical? We don't even have to necessarily talk about sure. it as a religious thing. But something I noticed you keep bringing up is machine, human, machine, human. Mm-hmm. What, in my mind, or let's just say, someone who has no theological training or philosophical training at all. Mm-hmm. A human is like the, the two eyeballs. I have a nose right. that I just had surgery on. I'm, I have teeth and feet. You know, right, like right. all these kind of. But that's not what you're talking about. Right. Sure. So no, what? Not. how would you, if you can make it like a differentiate between the mm-hmm. two things? Yeah, that's, I mean, that, I mean that's actually another, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up actually, because that's the whole vision of, um, uh, of, the universe essentially that we've inherited, especially from say around the 17th century is very uh, mechanistic, you would call it. So it's a different um, vision of the cosmos and also the creator and how the creator operates. So there's an idea that came up, you know, deism essentially, which is like God as a watchmaker God where he creates the universe, but, and, and sets it off, right? Like he starts it, but then it kind of like unwinds on its own and he's not really involved in the daily affairs of humanity or anything. And this is a very much a image of the universe as a machine right like it just operates by itself it ha- there is no intervention there's nothing that keeps it running uh, other than its own inner laws right like it, it just operates and goes and so right like so, its own inertia yes kind of right is that would be the yes yeah exactly yeah just continue you set the laws uh, you have the matter and the energy but then once you have it, that all set up it just unfolds according to those inner laws so that's the that was kind of like um, a result, a product of the enlightenment vision of the cosmos and um, and of man. And th- this is the thing: is it starts out as like, okay, we'll understand the cosmos this way, but then it it gradually grows in the mind of people to the fat, to the point where they start understanding man in a similar way, where man is just um, he has no free will. Obviously, he's not a spiritual being; he's a material being who's operating according to physical laws yeah. and and just developing. And so, essentially, the, the cosmos come to be seen as a machine man himself comes to be seen as a machine and so once that once that kind of like conceptual shift is taken that takes place then you can see why everything starts being geared towards machinery like to augment humanity and to replace humanity because we already think of everything as in mechanical and, and machinist terms essentially yeah. and, and so we reduce the so and which reduces the the true nature of of man and takes away his dignity and makes him disposable essentially and makes the the purpose of everything fundamentally different from what is true and everything and understood differently from all of the generations of humanity that came before around, you know, the 18th, 17th century when these, especially with, uh, with Darwin and, and other uh, philosophers where, where this, and ha- where this idea in various forms started to infect uh, pretty much everyone, you know? Yeah. 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 So what, it, what I get confused on at times is we, 
have such like a higher level of arrogance than before. It takes a lot, in my opinion, to make a statement that these stupid people before us. Oh, yeah. We've sure. got it now. Right. But in, in reality, it doesn't seem like... Now, we can talk about this if you want. It's just something that if I was non-religious... Mm-hmm. And at times when I when I have struggles with certain when I when I wrestle with certain concepts like mm-hmm. I can see how people would say if there is even a god the deist there's right. only a, a watchmaker sure yeah. a clockmaker mm-hmm. and we're just going right because it's hard to see where there's any it just seems like we're one hundred percent chaos and we're struggling to keep some level of order right. And so I can see that. And, but at the same time, it feels so natural to be, there's something more. That's why I feel an inner angst. Mm -hmm. Like there's something, there's got to be something more Mm -hmm. than just my cell phone. Sure. And acquiring some level of attention from people I probably haven't even seen in years a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Right. There's something else to this. Right. But then I feel like the other end of the spectrum are people who walk around bare feet because they got to feel the energy of the earth. <laughs> right. And right. It, right. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> it, it's just confusing. I don't think they're dumb either. Right. I think they're just trying to navigate this chaos too. Sure. Yeah. So I don't even fully know where I'm going with that. It, it's just, it doesn't seem like this, the quote unquote smarter we get, the better life gets. Right. Well, and this is this is an interesting topic that's kind of like um, pretty uh, con- contentious, but also popular right now with um, like the the new book by Steven Pinker recently, uh, Enlightenment. Now he talks a lot about um, this very optimistic vision of of the Enlightenment, and and actually some of the stuff I was just talking about this this transition to very mechanistic. Um, uh, universe. He wouldn't put it in those terms, and he's not thinking about that specifically. He because he doesn't think really philosophically. He just thinks more scientifically. So, oh, okay. so I don't even know at, who he is. But okay, but but basically, he's looking at at the science and and um and modern progress and and what it's uh, done for us in terms of like you know reducing uh, infant mortality rates, in terms of lengthening lifespans, in terms of um, reducing war, like the total amount of war, like supposedly, um and and stuff like that. Which I mean, he says it's. That's contentious too. Because yeah, I was gonna say. We, I, I don't know. Well, from ancient times, he's saying because like tribal warfare was like ubiquitous, essentially. So like, and and there's data for that. But then, so but you could still argue with his numbers. But basically, the point is there are some metrics where obviously human life is. You know, um, also another big one is. Um, say um uh what's it called extreme poverty has has like fallen oh yeah significantly in the last and and that's obviously very much due to technology and 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 the ability to um you know basically speed up the way that we grow and and produce food and stuff like that and distribute it and so so like there's been these like very like significant um things that have transpired that we would want to see as as purely good and and also um and and tend to not see the other downside, but but the problem is um, that that analysis usually is already presuming 
um, its own premises. Like, like it already assumes its own conclusion, which is that God isn't real. That the way that humans understood things in the past was was not correct. Fundament and and not only in a quote unquote in, on scientific terms, but just in general. Like, like that there is just a mass uh, ignorance and and error essentially. And um and yeah, I think that's very a, a very flawed reading of what's actually happening because it uh, under it basically it's only focusing on the material and, and the kind of like, um, and the, uh, very surface level analysis of what's happening with humans and, uh, and seeing us as just like, how long can we stay alive? How much pleasure can we have while we're alive rather than pain? And the better that we do that, then the more like the, be- the better that we're doing. But well, don't you, wouldn't you say that that seems like a realistic metric? No, no, I don't think so because I think that's I think that's very uh, shallow interpretation of what is best for humans, especially mm. uh, like from a Christian perspective. Especially that's the and even not only Christian, actually Buddhist too, for example, or or like any like classic yeah. classical religious tradition would see the very significant importance of uh, suffering one way or another, and not oh, seeing right, it as right. something that you're just trying to uh, like always like make the make the least amount of suffering is the only thing you're trying to do and that's what constitutes success because for obviously for the christian through jesus christ who you know died on the cross and and created this way of being that is where you enter into suffering by following him and and that is how actually you you know by faith and and that's how you actually become what you're supposed to be that's how you become virtuous is by bearing your suffering and entering into it willingly that's like the martyrs right like they accepted death rather than get, yeah. give up the faith, all this stuff. And same thing for, like, like Buddhists have a, a concept of, of the suffering and, and its necessity and other religions. But but my point is um, that this kind of view of life as just, like, okay, what's the best way we can uh, fulfill our material desires and, and, and just, like, lengthen our lives and, and have the least amount of pain? It's a very shallow and not very, um, for me at least, it's not a very compelling vision of what it means to be human. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Not that it's not that those things are necessarily bad, but like there's a hierarchy of goods, right? And I think that they're they're subordinate to the higher goods of of spiritual truth of and things like that. So. Right. Yeah. I guess. Excuse me. I guess that makes sense, though, that if you are not religious, Mm -hmm. if you only believe in the material. Right. Of course, that's what you're sure that will become your God. Right. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it does make sense to me that that is their perspective, right? Because that's what you would expect materialists to right. behave Actually, like. Actually, I was—it's—it's uh, uh, it's funny. I mean, the way that you just put it reminded me. I was just reading uh, Saint Maximus the Confessor earlier, and he makes the point. He makes this exact point. He says uh, there's that uh, verse in Romans where where Paul talks about, um, you know, they they gave up worshiping the create they worship the creation instead of the creator, right? Right. And so like they gave up the 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 true purpose of worship and and transferred it to the things of the earth, the the things you can see with your eyes, the things you can see with your senses, and made that a god out of that. And then he makes the point, and this ties in what you're saying, is that the what follows necessarily from that is making a god out of your own body, basically, and your body becomes your god, fil- fulfilling the desires of the flesh. Like, right. go, I need food, I need sex, I need, you know, whatever, like, or I want, and not only I need, like, I want this because I see it. Probably more wants want than needs, yeah, really, because yeah, sure, our sure. needs are met. Well, and, and, and for the fl- most part, sure, exactly. But and, and it flows out of the kind of like nat- natural. I mean, a lot of it flows out from natural dispositions, right? Like, like there's a natural disposition to want food, but then we 
we exaggerate it and and become gluttons or there's a natural right. desire for sex which should lead you to like seek a wife maybe um but we we um take it out of its proper context and and have sex with all kinds of women right and so so yeah so basically it's a matter of using the the natural desires for what they're actually created for rather yeah. than so yeah but basically his point was the 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 worship of creation becomes the worship of self and especially the body and the bodily desires so and that's and that and that ties into technology because it, our technology is just feeding our ability to do that and yeah. making us better at doing that which is not really what we're meant to be doing so that's yeah that's the a thought i just had like we are now worshiping the technology in the sense that okay we have to eat mm-hmm. unfortunately that is sure, something we have to do if we didn't have to do that life would be different but right. we do. So we have to go eat. Right. Whereas before, I can only imagine our ancestors on any continent, pick a continent, were for the most part, besides like ad- for adaptive reasons, were probably lean. They, because they didn't, there were no sure. stores. Sure. You ate when you could. Sure. And right. at least part of your daily goal was to find that food. Right. So now technology has allowed us access to food. With zero, and I'm not speaking worldwide, you sure. know, obviously. Yeah, but in industrialized Western nations. Yeah. yeah sure. Yeah. And I'm not complaining. Of course not. I'm yeah, yeah. soft. Yeah. If I had to be a hunter, maybe if I was a hunter 3,000 years ago, I would just be a hunter and it wouldn't <laughs> be anything. But with my mind, who I am now, no, that would be awful. <laughs> but at the same time, what I see, instead of technology being like a forward progression, or I don't know if linear is the right word, mm-hmm. But moving forward, it's kind of circular. So it's like we've created the technology to make food more accessible. Mm-hmm. The more accessible the food, the more it, it taps into pleasure centers of our brain, the fatter we get. Technology then responds by creating more medicine and more right. uh, technology to respond to that gluttony right and it goes round and round exactly as opposed to it moving forward sure yeah that's why and that's why i think it's kind of wrong-headed to see like just simply for example long lifespans as as an unqualified good right because because like okay now we're living certainly in america much more obese lifestyle and but and, and then we get to a stage later in life where we like you just said we address our own gluttony by now we create uh, medicines and and technologies to help us stay alive despite our own gluttony um whereas in the past you know you just it was just harder to be i mean you could be gluttonous obviously but but it's harder to to actually fulfill all your desires all the time you're like you're saying especially in the distant past like you just right. couldn't, couldn't do it and so so yeah so there's definitely these drawbacks that go unnoticed by us and and from and definitely from a spiritual standpoint it's like okay there, there's no inherent uh quality to long life right like like christ died when he was 33 like a like a lot of the apostles died like fairly young, like were martyred, you know, and it's like, okay. And it's like, that's, they lived very fulfilled. And in Christ's case, obviously like the most perfect life, it's like, right. we, there's no inherent connection towards look toward long life being like good, especially. And we, you see, um, especially in our very atomized world where we have, um, you know, we don't have multi-generational homes anymore, right? Like you, once you grow up, you move out of your parents' house yeah. and, and then once, once your parents become old, you put them in a, in a, um, nursing home or something, right? Like, and, and then now they're living, they, they've lived longer cause we have these medical technologies, but we actually are not like living with them or, or, or having a kind of like, uh, 
uh, uh, communal style living that is actually um, good for for their own soul, for their own uh, emotional health or anything. And and it's and, and it's your own bad, right? Right. And As whereas, a servant, whereas of if someone. it was organic and we didn't have the medical technologies, we would that wouldn't be true. We'd be living with them, taking care of them until they die. Maybe they died ten years earlier than they than they would have otherwise. And it's like, okay, so what? Like that's still better. Like overall, yeah. you know. So I so I feel like the people who are worshiping this uh, progress and technology are very much uh, looking at it from a particular point of view. That's been that has it itself been shaped by the the technology and is not. And is not a kind of independent or neutral like a vision of of truth. It, it's it's very much um, uh, ingrained in them by by the way they've been shaped by the world around them and, and the mm-hmm. philosophical, but mainly the technological reality that that um, surrounds us and shapes us. You know. Yeah. And, and then you just once you start accepting those premises that that um, this is what man is m- meant to do, which is just minimize suffering and, and live as long as possible and and right. and, and not. And and you know basically not do anything too terrible like kill people. Then it's like okay, well then that, that you just have this very shallow like vision of what of what humanity is. I think. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I I think about um, I I think about the the idea that one day, and I'm sure it'll get there. Like our our technology is moving so rapidly that we'll probably be able to just have, and I've heard other podcasts like talk about it where they're trying to develop or maybe they're getting close or maybe they're there. I don't know mm-hmm. of these like, like cancer eating nanobots or something. Right. Right. And yeah. like this kind of thing. And we will be on a, on a later podcast. It's going to be a little more well planned out and thought out. I'm not saying this isn't, but I'm just saying like, yeah, yeah. It's good because the topic is going to be so serious. We we will be talking about death specifically in the future, and that's something I have a huge huge issue with. And I and I have a, I'm not trained in anything. I just make observations, and they're either right or wrong. Mm-hmm. But I have the thought that everything we do, and by everything I don't literally mean everything. Just, anyways, everything mm-hmm. we do is in some way in an avoidance of death. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know, like w- particularly, like I think of, like I look at older women. Yeah. Oh, I have to dye my hair. Sure. I have yeah. to put on makeup. Like, sure. Yeah. Well, you're just a grandma. Right. No. Right. I'm <laughs> yeah. too young for all that. Yeah. Like Plastic gra- surgery too, obviously. Surgery, yeah, yeah, like yeah. all this stuff. Would Would you at least agree in some way that most of the technology that we do, like, kind of like what you were saying already, but concretely do you think it's to avoid death or to eventually just try and be immortal oh yeah that's the i mean like that's very much um with a lot of the kind of like um i don't know what you would call them but like futuristic um thinkers that's almost sometimes it's very explicit that that's what they're trying to do that they're trying to find an antidote to death and, and immortality so and through through technology so not just artificial intelligence but also creating a way that this is the new like big thing like the ability to quote unquote like upload your consciousness right like before you die into some machine and then you die but then you're resurrected because like all of the all of the data bits that you know in the neuron firings that make up your consciousness like they can be like modeled essentially by a computer and now you upload all of those to the computer so basically isn't that you there and 
obviously no it's not in no, a very yeah. fundamental sense no it's like it's a it like it, even if that worked and like and that really did model your consciousness almost like perfectly which i don't know if that's even possible i don't think it is but even if that did work that's obviously not you there it's someone it's a copy of you essentially like at best right like or of your mind, right. your mind's of your mind's working not even of you just of your mind and it's like okay like so basically but there but basically the the more i think deluded people think that this is like okay yeah like we're literally and, and they're conscious my point is they're conscious about the fact that they are trying to find like a, a, a secular and material morta immortality mm -hmm. which is interesting because it just reveals like the religious impulse even in these people who are very anti or a religious you know what i mean like right. because they're they're still searching for immortality in in this new means but but the like a more commonplace and kind of interesting is it ties in more to what you were saying about how um that's a lot of times what we're using technology to do whether we recognize it or not so not not the people who are self-consciously saying oh yeah we're going to create immortality through through these like weird technological means um or like or through like bi uh, biological enhancements to humans or something or or the lengthening of life for almost indefinitely or whatever um but yeah. more more like the people who just use technology to as a way to escape consciousness of death to to escape thinking about it because it's a very uncomfortable reality and so then therefore we use it to to yes to lengthen our lives to to get rid of disease which you know is good to a point obviously and then but then also to like yeah plastic surgery so we look younger than we actually are or um or you know like which all, never all these, works it almost well, always course, looks yeah, awful backfires. Yeah, just, that's, that's, yeah well and then also the the cult of uh, and this is sort of a, a tangential topic to technology, but the very much the cult of youth and the cult of health in our society where um, where everything is uh, more and more, especially in, you know, like urban, very um, hip centers, right? Like like it's all about working out, hiking, eating the correct diet, not eating like the like the plebs who eat McDonald's or whatever. Right. Right. Like, like and, and so and so. Be, but all of that kind of ties into, uh, and I, I think technology is, uh, an, and and there are obviously health technologies that are part of that, where they're trying to apply that to help keep themselves as, as young as possible. Because the younger you are, obviously, generally the further you are away from death, and the further that is from your consciousness. And that's like, yeah, yeah, that, that's very, very obviously true. And um, and it's uh, basically um, endemic to our society. It's everywhere. Yeah. 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 Well, I have to admit, I have. You know, I've had some level of, you know, just through higher educated friends and, you know, the 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 teachings and influence of the church. I've had some level of theological and philosophical exposure. Sure. And I'm, I'm telling you, you know, just to bear my little soul out there and my little heart out there. I'm telling you, I, I feel like I'm being torn in both directions. Mm -hmm. Like very much so. Right. And I, I've had to really, um, especially with my, with how I consume things, with mm -hmm. the amount that I consume, I think health is good. I think natural sure. prolonged life is good. Like, I I don't think that being healthy is a bad thing. Mm. Yeah, sure, of course. But I'm one of those people. Mm -hmm. where I'm just like, I'm looking at the gray hairs that are coming in. I'm just like, this can't be it. Right. I feel like uh, I, 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 this just, just can't be it. Like I, it, it, it really is like a level of panic. Sure. Yeah. And I'm still trying to process it. And maybe that's part of just the journey. That's just part of life. 
I, think, I, I don't know. I think I think partially it is, but I think more it's it's um, I think that's more culturally um, created essentially um, because going back to what we were saying about our ancestors and the ways that they generally lived, right? Like there was just a different understanding of old age, and it was venerated back then, right? Like the old man, the white hair, the this was this were these were symbols of wisdom. This is and 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 there was a fundamental social hierarchy that understood the older teach the younger right and in general like obviously oh well that is lost absolutely yeah it's gone that's gone well no not only is it gone it's completely inverted if you look at like this um just to give one example and and i'm not necessarily i don't want to go into gun control debate but basically this idea of um like after recent gun shootings like there's these teens right who come out and say oh like the guns are horrible right and it's like okay whatever you think about guns but they're turned into celebrities because the youth know the truth basically right there's this there's this presumption that that what that that youth is wisdom and youth is who we should learn from and and it gets younger and younger and there's actually a really ridiculous phenomenon where people um uh, especially on Twitter, they like quote their eight-year-olds and like and the things that they said that are very profound and say, "Oh, <laughs> we must listen to the eight-year-old." It's called the woke eight-year-old, basically. Oh. But it's like, yeah, it's very it terrible. even sounds gross. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the woke eight-year-old is making fun of people who do that, but basically, oh, it, but basically, but it's very widespread where people are like, "Oh my gosh, my eight-year-old said blah blah blah," and and it's like, and it's like, oh yes, and we all must bow before the wisdom of the eight-year-old. <laughs> it's like, why? No, it's it's completely upside down, and and historically, it's not the way it was, and because that wasn't the way it was. When we used to age, obviously, every fear of death has been with you know humanity from from the beginning, and for good reason because death is unnatural and, and bad, basically from right. from a theological standpoint. I but, can't stand when people say, "Oh, it's part of life." Right. It's just part. No. Right. right. Well, sorry. That, I, uh, from a materialistic point of view, that's obviously true, though. Right. Right. Like, that's just how they understand. But and it's like okay, so so yeah, that's like. But it that, wasn't intended. Right. And so and so in a more uh, like say holistic and and traditional culture that because it age is venerated and because fear of death isn't as acute especially if you're if you're spiritual and religious because you believe in the next life or or, or you know in christian uh, case in in the you know heaven and then resurrection later that you're not as and if you sincerely believe in it as people did then and and as modern people we don't as much anymore right like there's yeah. so much doubt and 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 that there wasn't the same fear of death uh, at least since christian times prior to christian times it was more because death was very final and and there was no hope of resurrection really um for for even for other religions so but yes especially in the christian age and and for christians it's um it it, that's that is this it's unnatural to be to see to first of all to degrade age the way that we do and especially to elevate the the wisdom of youth inherently and also to be um you know fundamentally like uh terrified of death in a way that that we progressing towards it is a fundamentally bad thing right right yeah because like from from spiritual point of view you're getting closer to the kingdom of heaven essentially the the more that you age so and it is a it and it would be seen as a progression but the problem is is you have to go into that unknown mm-hmm. and that's right. that's the hard part sure yeah and that's where the that's where matters of obviously uh faith and um you, you know and um and and belief and doctrine and dogma and stuff come in because yeah it's like it's like because otherwise it's yeah it is it's just an unknown right yeah yeah so as we as we wrap up i'm just kind of curious for people who want to increase their level of um i don't know if you would call it depth right mm-hmm. but everything is kind of shallow and sure i don't know how how however you describe it right we have technology and we are being guided by it. We can't 
completely avoid the tide. But what would you suggest, like, just from your own life? And, like, right now I'm looking at your bookshelf. You have a whole thing full of books. That Although that was probably technological at some point. <laughs> yeah. Many houses don't even have these anymore. Yeah, right? much more. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, no, it's all technologically based mm-hmm. for the most part. Sure. What would you say to someone who say someone like me who feels that inner angst mm-hmm. who wants to develop themselves as a person right which is part of the reason why i do this podcast at all is for personal right. growth right right what how could you harness technology in a positive way that actually is using the technology in a responsible way to increase your level of your level of depth right wisdom right as opposed to keeping it base and shallow. Sure. What What would you say is a good thing? How to handle? How would you tackle right. this? Yeah, I. I mean, I think I think it is true that for us as um, people in this culture, that you can't really. Um, uh, I mean, you can like like obviously it's possible to go out to the woods, start a commune. You could whatever. be a monastic. Yeah, or, yeah, possibly, yeah. yeah. But outside of that, for most people living in the world, that's not a, a viable option. So, so I mean, I think unplugging to a certain degree is is good, and and basically reducing however you can your own like intake of of social media, for example, is is a good thing to do, uh, yeah. to whatever extent. But in terms of using it positively, because we're we are going to be on the technology, which is unavoidable. Yeah, I mean the. It's like there. It's you want to obviously go towards things that are um, are substantial and that are edifying um, online, and and not only and basically not um, indulging the worst parts of the the internet to the extent that you can, right? Like which is. Um, which is like pointless, uh, like arguing and getting yourself angry. For example, Ugh. that might be bad. That's or, why or like I stay off Twitter completely because I can't. Right. I know myself, and I don't have that that um, filter. Yeah. No, right. I it, 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 the stupidity. Right. And then it brings out stupidity in me, and sure. I lose control. Right. Well, so that. that's one example. I mean, you're already yeah. doing it. Is like knowing your own weaknesses and knowing what, um, like what platforms might like bring out the worst in you for example i mean that that's obviously something you can do but also i mean like there's there's plenty of good stuff obviously on the internet right like you can watch um you can watch edifying like good videos on youtube for example right like like they like you can but the problem is if you're just watching videos all day that's inherently like shaping the way that you right. are even even <laughs> if it's good stuff right so so i think in in moderation obviously you can still use it for good like look up uh, interesting or 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 edifying lectures lecture series by by uh, smart people or whatever and 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 yeah watch those obviously reading books digitally if, if that's how you read books kindle or whatever um especially old books that's actually one get, of uh, get the words in somehow yeah, yeah exactly i i think um i think reading old books is is a very like fundamental thing that people should do more of and be to and and basically to understand the way that technology shapes us because if you read a book written by someone in 1400 for for example before advent of the printing press the explosion of literacy you start getting a very different understanding of of what the world was like then and and Uh how technology has influenced us since then right so so i think read read old books is a very good like uh dogma that i have and and basically it's a very good way to uh, extract yourself from from the um from 
from the our, our own technologically um, dictated point of view and, yeah. and, and to get another perspective. And, and the more that you do that, the more that you like can see uh, humanity for what it is and not not just see it as what we currently are and the way that we're currently being affected, you know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and, and then also, but going to like practical things that you can do, there's like, uh, there's just other good like sites and resources for things to do online like podcasts or or like uh like we have patristicnectar.org for listening to like spiritual like lectures right. and stuff like that it's like obviously at the, which are great things that you can do with your time and and be online but actually be doing something worthwhile while you're there right right so, right yeah. and just one last little thing i think something that i do but I, I i struggle to do it but i still try and do it if i see an opportunity i'll try and do it is just to talk to someone right absolutely yeah if you happen to because you know what small talk drives me crazy mm -hmm. but you know i started thinking about it like something you know the weather talk the the sports talk the i don't know whatever fill in the blank talk to me, at first, it would, for years, it was just so dang annoying. Right. That someone would, I'm like, I don't have time for surface. Sure. But you don't know what that surface is even going to help someone. Right. It, you just have no idea. Yep. Maybe they just needed a hello. or. So I would say don't shy away from the surface. Right. Like, be, even in the smallest way, somewhat sacrificial. Right. Um, to real people. Right. Entering into actual... G genuinely human spaces where face-to-face -face interactions right. and stuff yeah no that's that's yeah vitally important I, I like there's science on on how basically essential that is for like fundamental like psychological and emotional well-being and it's very well grounded that and and that the the more that technology takes away from that that's another aspect of what's what we're losing obviously right yeah and something that i thought was really cool um listening to to joe rogan's podcast you know, everyone listens to that guy's podcast, but shout out to Joe Rogan. Yeah. Give us a, give us a shout out back. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Come on, bro. We're trying to make it. Um, but something that's kind of cool that I noticed they'll, he does like clips right of the show. So it'll be like a five minute clip on some topic that came up in the conversation. And they have these clips of like a, a friend a mutual friend, like a number, another comic or something, will just call them in the middle of the show. They don't know they're recording podcast. They're just calling their buddy to see how they're doing. Right. And then they answer the phone on the podcast just so they can, because yeah. they're all friends with right, each right, other. Right. They're all famous or whatever. So it's kind of interesting to be right. like, oh, what's this guy doing? Right. But the the point still, I think, hits us. It's like a solid home run. Yeah. Like, call people. Sure. Yeah. Because what social media done has done, especially, is. I think you touched on it before. Like, we already know, I already know what Duffy's doing all day. <laughs> yeah. He already knows what I'm doing all day. Yeah. So it 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 kind of takes away the need to be like, hey man, like what's how's how's everything going? You just assume right that it's good. Sure. Yeah. Because because that's what you put out there. Because that's exactly yeah, what yeah. you put out there. Yeah. yeah. Duffy's on the bay working. Yeah, exactly. He's on a boat, and it's like a perfect 70 degrees outside. Exactly. And we're all smiling and having a good time. Yeah. So, yeah. But no one knows no. unless you ask yeah, what's really happening. Right. So for me, you know, and this is more like a challenge for myself. The last episode I put out a challenge as well. Like, that's going to be my challenge is actually reaching out. It doesn't have to be a phone conversation. 
Right. It's okay to use the technology for your benefit. Like sometimes yeah, I don't have two yeah. hours to talk. Yeah, you could text. Yeah, sure. But I I can text. But yeah. I would just challenge people: use the technology for the better. Mm-hmm. Reach out to real people. Because it it this stuff really is coming to an end. Oh yeah, absolutely. And we need to be better about our human interactions. Absolutely. That's my thought. Amen. Yeah. Um, and I think, how do you feel? You feel like we've covered some good ground? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, that was kind of what I was wanting to talk about was just, you know, the, the effect technology is having that. That's something I read about and think about a lot. So, and it's actually very profound and something that, and coming more to the forefront of our mind, just with the ubiquity of, of these high technologies, but for as long as humans have been around and uh, it's it's been an issue so i i like the way that we kind of like tied it together cool cool yeah. i'm glad and uh do you want to do uh a little shout out to the projects that you're working on and um mm-hmm. you know plug yeah, anything yeah sure yeah so uh i'm the editor of thermidor magazine so that's where uh you'll find some of my content i write there but also like we put out a uh, different it, uh articles on all types of stuff it's mostly political or social or cultural or or literary commentary essentially um Mm. and articles and um yeah and then that's uh yeah that's about it right now yeah and earlier you mentioned uh patristic nectar oh yeah patristic nectar yeah patristicnectar.org definitely check out that content i'm on the board there and and we're uh have you know dedicated to putting out uh uh Con- orthodox content that's very patristically minded audio content so definitely check that out too awesome yep and today also is memorial day so we yeah. would like to give a uh rest in peace memory eternal toast to all the soldiers who were fallen uh fighting on behalf of us of absolutely yep. so thanks a lot for being for being on here and We look forward to any more future discussions that we have. Definitely. Thanks for having me on. It was great. All right, guys. Take care, and we'll see you next time. Peace.